ओम नमो भागते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीरए नास्तप्रायश्वाभद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवते उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी सो वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद्भागवतम कैंटो सिक्स चैप्टर थ्री यमराज इंस्ट्रक्स हिस् मैसेजर्स वर्स थर्टी टू श्रीमंटम ग्रहंतम बिरयानी उद्धमाणी हरेर्मुहो यथा सुजाता भक्त्या शुण्वत गृणंत बिरयानी उद्दमाणी हरेर्मुहो यथा सुजातया भक्त्या शुण्वत गृणंत वीरियाणी उद्दमाणी हरेर्मुहो यथा सुजातया भक्त्या वंडरफुल एक्टिविटीज उद्दमाणी एबल टू कॉन्ट्रैक्ट सीन हरे ऑफ द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड एट muhu always yatha as su jataya easily brought forth bhaktya by devotional service suddhiyet may be purified na not atma the heart and soul brata adi bhi by performing ritualistic ceremonies translation one who constantly hears and chants the holy names of the lord and hears and chants about his activities can very easily attain the platform of pure devotional service which can cleans the cleans the dirt from one's heart one cannot achieve such purification merely by observing vows and performing vedic ritualistic ceremonies please repeat one who constantly hears and chants the holy names of the lord and hears and chants about his activities can very easily 
attain the platform of pure devotional service, which can cleanse the dirt from one's heart. One cannot achieve such purification merely by observing vows and performing Vedic ritualistic ceremonies. Yatin, Yatin. Om Agnanati Mirandashya Gyananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tashmaya Shri Guru Enama Shri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swaham Rupa Kadamayam Tadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Uthapadakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavam Shcha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahaganaragunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamscha E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Deen Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastate Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishibhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpataro Vyasha Kripa Sindhu Bevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Srivas Adi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Sorry we forgot to recite read the verse uh, sorry purport <coughs> we'll read purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta, Swami Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada ki chai. One may very easily practice chanting and hearing the holy names of the Lord and thus become aesthetic and spiritual life. Padma Puran states, Nama Prada Yuktanam Namani Eva Haranti Agham Avishranti Prayuktani Tani Evartha Karani Cha Even if one chants the even if one chants the Hare Krishna Mahamantra offensively, one can avoid offenses by continuously chanting without deviation. One who becomes accustomed to this practice will always remain in the pure transcendental position, untouchable by sinful reactions. Sukhdev Goswami especially requested King Parikshit to note this fact very carefully. There is no profit, however, in executing the Vedic ritualistic ceremonies. By performing such activities, one may go to the higher planetary systems, but as stated in Bhagavad Gita 9.21, Shinai Punyam Mritya Lokam Vishanti. When the period of one's enjoyment in the heavenly planets is terminated, because of the limited extent of the results of one's pious activities, one must return to earth. Thus, there is no use in endeavoring to travel up and down in the universe. It is better to chant the holy name of the Lord so that one may become fully purified and eligible to return home back to Godhead. That is the aim of life and that is the perfection of life. One who constantly hears and chants the holy names of the Lord and hears and chants about his activities can very easily attain the platform of pure devotional service which can cleanse the dirt from one's heart. One cannot achieve such purification merely by observing vows and performing Vedic ritualistic ceremonies. 
So this is a very interesting pastime that we are uh, reading at this moment. And it is the end of this pastime. What pastime have you been reading? Yes? Ajamil pastime. So uh, this Ajamil pastime, why is it interesting and why is it important? Because it is coming in the middle, exactly. How many cantos are there in Srimad Bhagavatam? Twelve cantos. And what is the middle of? Sixth. Hmm? So we are in the sixth canto, beginning of sixth canto. And until now, uh, Sukhdev Goswami has explained many, many things. In the first canto, he uh, emphasizes on the devotional service. Actually, he begins speaking from... Does anyone know? Uh, when does Sukhdev Goswami start speaking? From, from? Yes, before Kaliuga begins. But in Srimad Bhagavatam, anyone knows? That's exactly right. Just before Kaliuga begins, Sukhdev Goswami begins speaking. Yes, anyone else knows? When does Sukhdev Goswami begin speaking in Srimad Bhagavatam? Second canto? Verse number? Any pundits? Where does second canto begin? Which chapter? Sorry? Do you need, which chapter is that? First. First chapter. Second canto begins from first chapter. Hmm? And which verse does first chapter begin in? First verse. Hmm? So that's when Sukhdev Goswami begins speaking. Hmm? Right from the beginning of second canto. Hmm? Uh, so at the end of first canto, this is interesting because this whole section has been repeated by Sukhdev Goswami right at the beginning of second canto. When Sukhdev Goswami, it's interesting, there is a lot of parallel uh, things which are been spoken between this section and at the end of first canto and second canto. So at the end of first canto, Parikshit Maharaj asked two questions. Anyone remembers what were the two questions? Sorry, this is a test. <laughs> looks like uh, examination of Srimad Bhagavatam. Where are you going? Agriva? Yeah, usually kids, uh, students run away as soon as there is a test. <laughs> so, uh, so, sorry, what was the question? At the end of first canto, what did Parikshit Maharaj ask to Sukhdev? I'll just give you a brief what happens at the end of uh, first canto. Parikshit Maharaj is meditating on what needs to be done. He's been cursed. Right, he's meditating on the bank of uh, Yamuna, and he's sitting. And all the sages have assembled there hmm, because they understand that Srimad Bhagavatam is going to be spoken. So all the sages have assembled in the in that assembly, and at that moment, Sukhdev Goswami enters the scenario, hmm, enters the scene, and at that moment, Parikshit Maharaj asks two questions to Sukhdev Goswami. Hmm. Anyone remembers what were those two questions? So the first question was, what is the duty of a person who is about to die? He's asking, 
what is the duty of all persons, especially one who is about to die? So that was the first question. And what was the second question? What should one hear, chant, remember, and worship? So these were the two questions Parikshit Maharaj asked Sukhdev Goswami. So what is the duty of everyone, especially one who is about to die? Anyone here who is not going to die? Of course, we are not, we don't know when we are going to die, but Yes, we are going to be. Uh, in one sense, if you look at our lifespan, is very insignificant. Uh, one second of Brahma is how much? Any mathematicians? Almost there. 100,000 of one second of Brahma. One second of Brahma is 100,000 years on planet earth so how much is 100,000 years how many births we will if we take the average lifespan of a person in Kaliuga to be 100 years how many lifespan will we take how many lives we will 1000 very good very good maths so we'll take almost 1000 lives so that's just one second of Brahma so Imagine uh, if in one second of Brahma you're going to take thousand lifetimes. How much, after thousand lifetimes, do you think anyone will be remembering us? Anyone will know that this person was sitting here or this person had come to temple or this person did exist? Hmm? Not really. Hmm? So our position is very insignificant. Just this, and this is just one second of Brahma, and like that, Brahma lives for hundred years of his time, and which is something four point three uh, three point four trillion years of our times, right? So this is a very very long lifespan. So the point I was trying to make: our uh, position is very insignificant. What was I speaking before that? So there is a parallel uh, going on between uh, section here and Parikshit. So Parikshit Maharaj asked those two questions. And at the beginning of second canto, first verse, first chapter, first verse, Sukhdev Goswami asks, um, mentions this, Varyan Eshate Prashna Krita Loka Hitam Ripa Atmavit Samata Pumsam Shrotavayadishu Yaha Para. What does that mean? Varyan Eshate Prashna, very good questions. Mm-hmm. Those two questions are very good. Why are they good? Because loudly, you have to speak loudly. That's right. Because they are related to Krishna. Para para means it is related to someone who is supreme. It is related to Krishna. And why is it again? Why is it related to Krishna? And uh, very good questions. Because Varyaneshata Prashna Krita Loka Hitam Ripa Loka Hit. Anyone hearing the answers to this question is going to be benefited by it. So that is why he glorifies these questions. And then he begins to speak about <clears throat> first he mentions about what are the what one should not hear. 
and then it speaks about what one should hear. We'll come to that, but before that we'll just focus on this verse. So uh, we will come to uh, the same point where there is similarity between first canto and, and beginning of second canto and here. So in this verse, uh, there are four things mentioned, two do's and two don'ts. So what are the do's mentioned here? Hear and chant the holy names of the Lord. There is one important adjective to this. Constantly. Constantly. It's not like we chant and hear once and that's it, we are set for life. Constantly. That's a practice. Constantly we have to hear and chant the holy names of the Lord. And what is the second do's? <clears throat> hear and chant about his activities. Constantly. Satatam kirta yantumam itantasya dridvarta namashyantasya mamvakta nitya yukta vasati. So constantly hear and chant about the holy names of the Lord and constantly hear and chant about his activities. These are the two do's mentioned. And what is the result of this do? Two do's. One can very easily attain the platform of pure devotional service. So whatever we are doing is basically for these two things. To attain pure devotional service, bhakti and prema. So these are the two things. And which cleanses the dirt from one's heart. So the dirt from one's heart is cleansed by constantly chanting the holy names of the Lord and constantly hearing the pastimes, his activities. Hmm. What are the two don'ts mentioned in this verse? One cannot achieve such purification merely by observing vows. Hmm. So just by austerity, penance, hmm, one cannot reach or attain pure devotional service. Hmm. As uh, Rishabdev mentions, hmm, uh, what is the verse? 5.1.1 Kastam, one should not do unnecessarily austerity. Kastam kamam arhate vidbhujam. Tapo divyam putraka yena satam suddhya diyashmat brahma saukyam tamanantam. Tapo divyam. So one should not unnecessarily do austerities. We see many times uh, the politicians and uh, people make a show of Austerities, they can fast for 100 days or 120 days or 200 days. So that is not required because it is unnecessarily torturing your body. So instead one should perform tapodivyam. Tapodivyam means transcendental austerity which is beneficial to the Lord. And we see we perform so much of austerity, especially in ISKCON, right? What is our uh, religion called? Prashadam religion. But... Uh, yeah, so initial stage, yes, we do austerity of eating prasadam. But s- soon we have to come to the platform of where we perform devotional. We have to uh, perform transcendental austerity. Hmm? So, yeah, it, there is no point in doing unnecessarily vows. And what is the second don't? Performing Vedic ritualistic ceremonies. And this is very nicely explained in... Uh, uh, 10th canto, just after. I think 15, 16, Yagnik Brahmanas, pastime, where uh, they were performing all this ritualistic ceremonies, they were performing all, all these yagnas, 
And what happens by the performing all these ritualistic ceremonies, the yagnas, the yagnic brahmana became puffed up of their knowledge, of their achievements. And when Krishna himself came, they couldn't understand that the reason why they were doing all these sacrifices was to please Krishna. And the, uh, uh, I uh, have mentioned this probably before. Uh, there's a nice uh, story where one person was told that go to such and such place, there is a Chintamani well. What is a Chintamani well, you know? What is a Chintamani well? That's right. You desire for whatever and it's a touchstone. You can touch it and you will get it. Hmm? So uh, that is kind of stone you will find at this particular place. Hmm? But uh, he was told by this sadhu that it'll be, it'll, uh, that stone will be a little bit hot. Hmm? So that's how you will recognize it is the real stone or not. So this person goes to this particular beach where there is uh, this location was mentioned. And when he goes there, he sees like there are so many stones there. So he was not sure which stone is now Chintamani stone. So he started picking up each of the stones and see if, if, it, if he feels it is hot or something. But it wasn't. So he started throwing it into the ocean. So he started picking up those stones, throwing into the ocean. He did it for days, months, years. And finally he got that Chintamani stone. What did he do with it? He threw it into the ocean. Because by doing that activity for days, months, years, he forgot what was the purpose, why he was picking up and throwing the stones. It was in the back of his mind. But he was so much accustomed to that ritualistic ceremony that he forgot that he was doing that to find a stone which was hot. But because of his conditioning, he just picked up that stone, it was hot, but he did not realize and his conditioning was to throw more than finding the stone. So this is how one should, when, perform, when one performs Vedic ritualistic ceremonies, again and again it becomes a routine, it becomes a, a habit, conditioning, rather than the purpose. So the yagnik brahmanas could not understand that the purpose behind their performing the uh, yagnas was to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So they were so much accustomed to performing the ritualistic ceremonies that they couldn't satisfy. When, the Krishna, when Krishna himself came, they couldn't satisfy Krishna. But the Yagna Patnis, so Brahman, Brahman Patnis, they understood what was the real purpose. Because they were not involved, they were just in the mood of serving, the, uh, serving their husband. So they had the devotional service and they were hearing about Krishna's glories from the Adivasi ladies. So they understood the purpose and as soon as they heard that Krishna was nearby, they immediately took all the bhogas which were meant for offering to the uh, in the sacrifice, they took it and went to Krishna. So, these are the two do, do's and don'ts mentioned in this verse. Hmm? So, it's interesting, uh, Prahlad Maharaj mentions hmm, uh, the nine processes. Hmm? What are those nine processes? Okay. Very good. So, Prahlad Maharaj mentions this nine processes. The first two are? What is Shravanam? Hearing. And second one is? Chanting, Kirtanam. So, even the kids know this. So, 
it's so simple the, as Srila Prabhupada is mentioning in the purport the first line itself Srila Prabhupada is mentioning it's very easy to remember this Shravanam and Kirtanam it's very easy to uh, just hear and chant and of these two processes which is more important Shravanam and Kirtanam chanting how many says chanting chanting Shravanam Shravanam is hearing how many say hearing yeah. why is hearing more important than chanting or other way why is chanting more important than hearing chanting includes hearing and why is hearing more important than why is hearing more important loudly loudly you get knowledge from hearing very good just by oral reception one gets knowledge right and Kapil Muni mentions in third canto right in the womb the the first senses which develops is the sense of hearing the the child in the womb starts learning by hearing right in the womb itself and so that is the first process unless one's hear, one hears one cannot chant uh, there is a very nice uh, quote by his holiness uh, Radhagovin Maharaj mentions jo vyakta hai wo sunta hai jo vyakta hai wo I'll translate it in English. Jo vyakta hai wo sunta hai. But, lekin jo sunta nahi, wo sirf bhokta hai. So, which means, a speaker, a, a speaker always listens, hears. But one who does not hear, he only barks. So, uh, it is very important that one hears. Hearing is very important. So, this is the first process one starts, begins the process by hearing and the, uh, right in, uh, and again coming back to 211, uh, where Sukhdev Goswami mentions, Varya Nishata Prashna, Krita Loka, Hitam Nirpa, Shrota Vyadishu sorry, Loka Hitam Nirpa, what is the third line? Atma Vid Samta Pumsam, Shrota Vyadishu Yaha So Shrota Vyadishu, one who hears the answers to this question, so he's mentioning about this, one should hear. Again, coming back to Bhagavad Gita 7.1, what does Krishna mention? Sorry? Yeah. You know the verse? It starts with Maya Sakta Manapat. Loudly. Ata, Gnasi, Tach, Srinu. What does Tach Srinu mean? Yeah, here. Krishna is saying, Oh, Parthav, you hear what I'm saying. And Prabhupada in the purport mentions the importance of hearing. If one hears, as uh, Abhay mentioned correctly, one gets knowledge, one can acquire knowledge by submissive hearing, oral reception. So hearing is very important. And also, uh, in that same verse, uh, 7.5.23, where uh, Prahlad Maharaj mentions the nine processes of the nine processes of devotional service, it is mentioned that when one begins to hear, what will happen? When one begins to hear, first one gets the uh, taste for holy name, hmm? Nama. 
when one begins to hear nama he gets the taste and then gets the gets to know the form of the lord so rupa and then when one hears more one gets the taste for transcendental qualities of the lord so one can understand the transcendental qualities of the lord and then finally one can enter into the leelas pastimes of the lord and this is true uh, prabhupada is mentioning in that same purport that this is true for shravanam kirtanam and vishnu smaranam hmm? so all three processes begins with nama rupa guna and leela hmm? so one gets the taste for nama then one gets to see the form of the lord or realizes the form of the lord and then one gets to know the transcendental qualities of the lord and then finally one can enter into the pastimes of the lord so this is the process of hearing shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam hmm. so uh, again sukhdev goswami uh, mentions after mentioning varyanesha uh, the prashna verse 211 in the next verse he immediately mentions what one should not hear ट्रांसेंडेंटलिकेड इन if they are not hearing transcendental subject matters they will be engaged in hearing something which, which is material hmm? uh, it's interesting uh, before i met devotees like we had a big group hmm, of friends hmm, materialistic friends and uh, every friday night saturday night when we used to have time we used to go out and go to one of the friends place and then we used to chit chat and this talking goes on for almost until 3 or 4 in the morning sometimes but what was the purpose of those talk nothing because we were only discussing about sports or probably uh, news which is going on currently or share market or some economic uh, topics which are going on but at the end of the day there is no benefit out of it whereas here uh, sukhdev goswami is mentioning the answers to this question are beneficial loka hita so uh when people don't have anything substantial to talk they will talk about something which is mundane which is useless talk hmm? so uh there is an interesting joke uh, once uh, a old man was every morning going on a uh, jog- jogging park in, in india there are many joggers parks because here we see like there are parks everywhere and one can uh, run around anywhere here but in india special joggers parks are made because there are and many places especially in cities there aren't many places where you can just walk you'll be run down by a truck or a car or something so there are joggers park made in certain areas so a person used to old man used to run around joggers park every day and he used to see a group of ladies sitting in one corner and always used to talk so every day he used to see that but one day when he was running he saw that those ladies were quiet they were not talking chit chatting so he was surprised so he out of curiosity went to those ladies and said uh, girls today you are not talking anything wrong as somebody something happened passed away or something why are you so quiet 
And he said, no, usually we are five of us. One of us don't come. So then we have got something to talk about. But today all five of us have come. So we don't have anything to talk about. So this was just a joke. But this is what, there is no atma, tattva. There is nothing substantial to talk about. So the only thing we can, if there is nothing transcendental to talk about, people will be talking about something material or some uh, uh, criticizing someone else. Hmm? So, <clears throat> and uh, Sukhdev Goswami, especially this second canto, the beginning of uh, Sukhdev Goswami's teachings are very nice. He mentions, what will then a person do? What, is, what, does, what are the activities of a Grahamayadi? Nidraya riyakte naktam vivayana chavaya diva charthe rajan kutumba so he said there are only four activities a person does. Hmm? At night he will be sleep or associating with his partner and in the daytime he will be earning money and maintaining family members. These are the only four activities one can do if he does not have taste for hearing transcendental topics. And why is he doing this? Because some enjoyment he wants after the whole day of working, he wants some kind of enjoyment. So at night there are only two things, in the whole life one can only get enjoyment in two, these two things. Hmm? And that is tucha, it is mentioned, uh, Acharya has mentioned that enjoyment is tucha. One is in sleeping. Hmm? This is the best kind of enjoyment a person can have, materialistic person can have. Huh? Sleeping. Why sleeping is enjoyment? Because at least he does not have to worry. There are no uh, anxieties, miseries are not there. And that too, as the person gets older, his sleep reduces. So the materialistic person who does not have anything substantial to look for or talk about or hear about, his sleep in decreases. And I know from, uh, I hope my manager is not listening, but uh, he is in New Zealand. Uh, anyways, it will be beneficial if he listens for both of us. <laughs> so, uh, he's in New Zealand, so he's two hours ahead of us. Hmm? But even sometimes at nine o'clock or ten o'clock when I message him, he's still awake. And he messages, sometimes his messages are three o'clock, four o'clock. So, I don't know what time he sleeps. Hmm? 24 hours I've seen like there are messages which are been exchanged, emails have been sent, and the time, it's throughout 24 hours. I think he sleeps in between somewhere. I don't know when. So whole day is sending emails, receiving emails, and even at midnight, 24 hours. So this is what happens when a person does not have anything. There, there are, uh, in my team, there are uh, people who have been in Telstra for 40, 45 years. 40 years they have been in Telstra. So this was their first job, and they're still continuing. They're to the point of retirement, but still they don't want to retire because they don't know what to do because whole life they have worked like this and now they don't know what to do with the time even if they retire. The best they can do is go on a cruise or something, which is again not happening at this point. So they don't know what to do with the time. So they are continuing to work. So 45 years working in the same company. So this is... So there are pleasure in only two things for a materialistic person. Nidra ariyakte naktam. So in sleep and then associating with a partner. So these are the only two, which is tucha. Acharya's point out, there's such kind of enjoyment is tucha. And in the daytime, they find pleasure in doing what? By working hard. 
the whole day a person works hard and then tries to maintain his family what does he do by maintaining his family he gets some kind of achievement sense of achievement that i have got my family a good house i've got my family a good schooling or education i've got a good car i've got good luxuries so this is the kind of achievement one feels but again what happens in the next verse itself uh, sukhdev goswami mentioned dehapatyata kalatradishu atma sainyeshwar satsvapi he thinks this person why is he doing all these things because he is thinking these are my soldiers my dehapatra kalatradishu first of all he thinks my body i i will always remain like this this body is going to help me fight everything when one is young he does not think about there can be knee pain or back pain or neck pain or all these pains there is nothing like pain when a person is healthy but as soon as he starts getting closer to 40 45 50 all these uh, pains start in the body at that time he realizes this atma sainyeshwar this soldier whom i was so much dependent on is not really dependable any moment you can be in hospital and i'm not sure if any of you have realized but uh, i know i've been to hospital few times uh, fortunately or unfortunately not sure but i think it is good because uh, you can realize that your body is so fragile or uh, unpredictable it can take you to hospital within a minute right now you are sitting healthy and just a small kidney stone 2 mm in your body can take you to the hospital with severe pain you will ask you will beg for some kind of uh, painkillers that is like the 2 mm stone within your body in the wrong place so it can take you to hospital immediately within minute i remember once uh, i was i just woke up uh, in the morning uh 6 o'clock or something i had some uh, un- discomfort and i called param brahma prabhu immediately because i i used to, i ca- used to come uh, for uh, entering the scores mm-hmm. so it was 6:45 or something i had to call param brahma prabhu somebody needs to enter the scores because i'm going to hospital within 5 minutes i was in hospital mm-hmm. so this is the nature of material body one it's very very unpredictable you can be really healthy and you can think of no pains but within minutes it can change and you can be in hospital uh, so deha patra kalatra dishu this deha that one is so much confident about can leave you any time patra and kala your children and your wife whom you think they will help you at the time of death and this is exactly what uh, ajamil did but it was a fortune of ajamil that he named because of his previous karmas he named his son narayan and that was the only good for, the result of his good deeds of past karmas that he named his son narayan and he was able to call out his son fully dependent on his son but he calling out while calling out narayan he actually remembered narayan at one point and that delivered him that invoked the presence of vishnu duta in front of yamadutas so uh sukhdev goswami mentions that dehapatra kalatra dishut one is thinking about his body children wife as the soldiers but they are fragile they are asatswapi they are fallible soldiers they will leave you at any moment 
దే కెన్ నాట్ హెల్ప్ యూ ఎట్ ద టైమ్ ఆఫ్ డెత్ తేసం ప్రమాత నిర్ధారణ పశ్యన్ అపీన పశ్యతి సో ఈవెన్ దో వన్ నోస్ అబౌట్ దిస్ థియరిటికలీ బట్ స్టిల్ వన్ ఇస్ సో మచ్ హెబిచ్యుటెడ్ యాజ్ ఇట్ ఈస్ యాజ్ ఇట్ వాజ్ మెన్షన్ వన్ ఈస్ సో మచ్ యూస్ టు రిచువలిస్టిక్ సెరిమనీస్ అండ్ రిచువలిస్టిక్ లైఫ్ దట్ వన్ కెన్ నాట్ అవాయిడ్ దిస్ వన్ ఈస్ వన్ స్టిల్ కెన్ నాట్ సీ దర్ అన్ ఇన్ఎవిటబుల్ డెస్టినేషన్ డిస్ట్రక్షన్ సో అగైన్ కమింగ్ coming to the point why should we hear shrimad bhagavatam as it is mentioned we should hear constantly we should chant constantly and we should hear the activities of the lord constantly so why only shrimad bhagavatam as it is uh, and it, as it is mentioned that there are various scriptures which speak about krishna there are many puranas upanishads there are many other scriptures which speak about krishna but why only shrimad bhagavatam among them why shrimad bhagavatam is the supreme and jiva goswami mentions i'll just uh, finish with these two things so jiva goswami mentions two things hmm? because shrimad bhagavatam is authoritative in the sense tadrsha prabhava maya sabda hmm? which means that it speaks authoritatively and forcibly hmm? it tells you you have to do this hmm? if somebody if somebody is like a king and king tells you you have to do this then you will be obliged to do this so this is the first characteristics of shrimad bhagavatam at different different places it mentions about authoritative statements that there is no other way no other way no other way kaler dosha nidhe rajan asti hi ekomahanguna kitana devasa krishna sa mukta sangat param rajit so there are many many verses in shrimad bhagavatam which are authoritative which says there is no other way you have to do this so jiva goswami mentions this is the first reason one should study only shrimad bhagavatam because there is no and in the beginning of uh, the first verse of shrimad bhagavatam itself the second verse of shrimad bhagavatam itself it mentions dharma projata kaitava atrat paramo nirmat saranam satam in that it mentions shrimad bhagavate mahamuni krite kim va prarer ishvara kim va prarer so what is the need of any other scripture so this is the verse uh, jiva goswami quotes why you should just read shrimad bhagavatam because bhagavatam itself also quotes that there is no need of any other scripture and the second point uh, jiva goswami mentions is that it is parama rasamaya shrimad bhagavatam is parama rasamaya which is a supreme scripture which explains the supreme rasa the supreme mellows no other scripture mentions about the mellows of krishna's rasa more than shrimad bhagavatam and that is why one should read shrimad bhagavatam mm-hmm. and uh, again uh, th- there is for example the verse is been given of the 12th canto 13th chapter 15th verse where shrimad bhagavatam at the end of shrimad bhagavatam it quotes this verse sarva vedanta saram hi shrimad bhagavatam ishyate tad rasamrita triptashya nanyatra sat rati kvachit shrimad bhagavatam is declared to be the essence of all the vedanta philosophy one who has felt satisfaction from its nectar in mellow will never be attracted to any other literature so once one reads shrimad bhagavatam once one gets a taste for shrimad bhagavatam he will not be satisfied with any other literature so for these two reasons uh, jiva goswami mentions that one should read shrimad bhagavatam only and no other scriptures there are many other reasons also mentioned uh, where uh, it is mentioned that shrimad bhagavatam is the ripened fruit of vyasadev's 
maturity, complete maturity, because he wrote all the scriptures, all the Vedas, Upanishads, Puranas he wrote, but he was not feeling satisfied. And then by the association of Narad Muni, he was instructed to directly glorify the Supreme Lord and he wrote Srimad Bhagavatam. So he wrote Bhagavatam, which is the uh, incomplete maturity after uh, writing all the Upanishads and Vedas and other scriptures. So that is why Srimad Bhagavatam is the supreme. And it was spoken by Sukhdev Goswami himself, who is celebrated as a Nitya Vishnujana Priya. He is a personal associate of Krishna and Radha. So he was, it was spoken by uh, Sukhdev Goswami. So again, that is the reason this is the supreme most scripture and one should read Srimad Bhagavatam. It is also mentioned uh, that there are three ways one can learn things. The first way is by force. One can learn things by force. Uh, how many of you go to school? No one, right? So there is no one to, no one to force you. But again, some kind of force is required, right? To learn. Do you li anyone? Uh, what are the subjects you don't like? Maths, English, English and maths. Yeah, you like. It. Yeah, so subjects which you don't like, does anyone ask you to read or write or learn? Or uh, parents say, okay, don't worry. It's okay if you don't uh, learn maths, if you don't learn English, it's okay. You still have to learn, right? Yeah, so this is, one is forced. By force, one learns. So the, the first way of getting educated is by force. Hmm? Then what is the second way of getting educated? By friendly talks so by a, like a friend how does a friend teach so the first example is given uh, like the king king teaches you by force whatever the king or the government has got rules and regulations you have to follow the second example is like a friend how does a friend teach you by cracking jokes by giving you telling you stories so this is the second way of learning and the third way of learning is by the Lover. Hmm? How does a lover teach you? By sweet words, by uh, poetry, poems, songs. Hmm? So especially in uh, Bollywood movies, you see uh, there are a lot of songs between hero and heroine. Hmm? So there is kind of uh, by songs you can learn. So these are the three ways of learning. And it is mentioned, Jiva Goswami is mentioning that uh, Bhagavatam teaches in all these three methods. Hmm? It teaches like the king, authoritative statement. There are many statements as we heard. Uh, it teaches by force. You have to do this. There is no other option. It teaches like a friend. It gives you a lot of stories, pastimes, by which you learn. There are a lot of analogies given. There are a lot of, uh, uh, what is uh, it called? Uh, the pastimes of uh, Puranjana and so what is it called? Allegoric, allegoric stories. Hmm? So a lot of allegoric stories are given hmm? so that you learn like a friend it teaches you. And the third way like a lover it gives you the songs, uh, it gives you the uh, kavya. Hmm? Uh, Jiva Goswami mentions it's like a kavya, hmm? poetries. So Srimad Bhagavatam teaches you in all these three methods so that 
any person who approaches Srimad Bhagavatam can get benefit from it. So that is why it is mentioned one should only read Srimad Bhagavatam. This is the only scripture which is required. What is an Kimvapara? What is the need of any other scripture? By whatever means it is easy for you, you approach Srimad Bhagavatam, it will give you that knowledge. Okay, I'll stop here. If there is any questions or comments or corrections, please. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so uh, it is mentioned all the 18,000 verses which are there were spoken, and Jiva Goswami mentions again uh, in his Sandarbhas, that they were spoken by Krishna to Brahma. So again it is mentioned, yes, the four Chatusloki were mentioned to uh, Brahma, but in those four Chatusloki, the entire Bhagavatam was mentioned. Of course, our position is when we hear 18,000 verses, we only remember four verses. But the dealing between Krishna and Brahma were such like that he remembered 18,000 verses in those four verses. So uh, there is a chronological uh, list who spoke, and Srimad Bhagavatam was spoken before even Sukhde Goswami appeared. So it is mentioned in Bhagavatam itself, it was spoken uh, uh, to the four Kumaras hmm, by uh, Anantasesh. Hmm. So, and the same Bhagavatam it is mentioned, it is all the 18,000 verses were mentioned. Hmm. In, including, yes. So, uh, that's what my understanding is. If there is any corrections, of, uh, please let me know. But yeah, from uh, because I was, uh, as part of my course, I was doing some research on uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, the summary of Srimad Bhagavatam, and in that, I came across this section uh, from Jiva Goswami where he's mentioning all the 18,000 verses are uh, as it is intact. Whenever the Srimad Bhagavatam is spoken in entirety, it is uh, Sukhde Goswami is speaking to himself. And all. Yeah. So when Sukhde Goswami hears from uh, Vyasdev, Vyasdev does not say that this is what it is going to be, Varyaneshade Prashna Krita Loka Hitam Nirpan. It, he said, yes, Sukhdev Goswami, you spoke like this. So he's, this has been spoken in as it is form. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure, but even that time the, where I read this or heard this, but even after it was spoken to Sukhdev Goswami, there are two Sukhdev Goswamis. Hmm? One Sukhdev Goswami is one who speaks uh, Bhagavatam to Parikshit Maharaj and the other Sukhdev Goswami is who becomes a Grahastha later on. So uh, I'm not sure where I remember or heard it, but it is there. And so this is going on on multiple levels. It's very difficult for our uh, calculative mind or conditioned mind to say, okay, this is what is happening. Because even Bhagavatam, you see, uh, at one point Maitreya Muni is speaking about Svetavara. And immediately in the next verse, he's speaking about Raktavara or Nilavara, which is again completely different time zone. Hmm? So, uh, two different Manus he's speaking about. Hmm? So. The 
that's what it is mentioned. This is exactly the Bhagavatam. So there are two Bhagavatams. One is Devi Bhagavatam, and then there is this Bhagavatam. And so many many uh, acharyas mentioned that Devi Bhagavatam is the original Bhagavatam which has been spoken every time. But Jiva Goswami refutes that, says, no, this is the Bhagavatam. 18,000 verses is the Bhagavatam which has been spoken every time. It's not the Devi Bhagavatam because Devi Bhagavatam is more concise and it changes a little bit. But uh, so Jiva Goswami mentions, no, this is the Bhagavatam which has always been. So that is why Jiva Goswami emphasizes on this truth that this is authentic. This is the authoritative Bhagavatam which has been coming from generations from uh, uh, time immemorial. So there is nothing changed, no verses are added. Maybe a couple of verses which are mentioned, joined or separate, but this is the actual uh, verses which are been spoken each time Bhagavatam is spoken. Yeah, so even before Kaliuga, your question is, even before Kaliuga, how come the Brahmanas were corrupted? So again, we see the Leelas of the Lord uh, are many reasons why they happen. One of the reasons is to teach us that what we shouldn't do and what we should do. And so in the Brahma, Brahma, uh, Brahmana's pastime, uh, we learn how we should not, and this verse is especially mentioned as it is mentioned in this verse, right? What are the do's and don'ts? We should hear the holy names and we should hear the pastimes of the Lord and we should not perform we should not be engaged too much in the ritualistic activities, ceremony. So this is exactly by that pastime, uh, Krishna is trying to emphasize on that if one is too much engaged in performing ritualistic ceremonies, then he might lose the goal, goal of ceremony. One may forget that. So Krishna is using those brahmanas. It's not that those brahmanas were some materialistic person. No, they were, uh, they knew the Vedas and they later on, uh, after uh, their wives went to Krishna and they realized they committed a mistake. So they were not, they were devotees. They were not ordinary Brahmanas, Swata Brahmanas. But they were devotees, but Krishna used them to show us that if one is too much into performing ritualistic ceremonies, he can miss the pur uh, purpose of it. So, yeah. But yeah, when Krishna comes, he does many leelas. Like how come Lord Brahma himself got bewildered? He's Brahma, right? He knows everything. He knew Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. But still he got bewildered. So Krishna, when he comes, he performs a lot of leelas, sometimes to have fun and sometimes to teach us. Any other questions? Okay, we'll stop here. Srimad Bhagavatam ki... Jai Shila Prabhupada ki Jai. Thank you. Thank you.